This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. Welcome in. I am your host, Gary Seegers. This is the Winning Cures Everything program for Tuesday, March the 19th. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures. Or just make it easy on yourself. Go over to winningcureseverything.com. Uh, here's the rundown for today. We're going to talk about Missouri's football attendance decline. Deontay Wilder is back. ESPN leaking women's college basketball uh, bracket before it comes out, or before it was officially supposed to come out. And I've got college basketball picks. That's right. We are back. We did not have anything last night. As far as college basketball goes tonight, we start the NIT, the CTI, the, uh, goodness gracious, I don't even know what else there is. Uh, oh, the uh, the first four begins tonight. So uh, that's the rundown for today's show. As always, the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South, excuse me, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Uh, they've got six incredible sports books. You can find more information about them over at tunicatravel.com. We will be... At Samstown Casino this Thursday and Friday, we're broadcasting live at 10 a.m. Central Time on Thursday and Friday, and then again around 4.30 p.m. before the afternoon slate of games. Um, but it's going to be at Samstown, free to the public. They got drink deals. They got food deals. They got a billion TVs. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you come out, hang out with us. If you can't come out, join in on the chat. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, we're going to be broadcasting live on all three. Uh, you can obviously find more information over at winningcureseverything.com or more information about the meetup, uh, the live show at Samstown, over on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. Now let's jump into the topics. Missouri. Missouri football went 8-4 and four last year. They averaged 24,377 tickets scanned per game. That is people coming into the stadium. Now, Initially, they blame faulty scanners, bad Wi-Fi, all the the kind of things that you would think of. Um, The 24,377 was only 47% of what the school reported in game box scores last year. That was way down, way, way down across the board. Uh, The the question is, so Missouri's revenue along with that, their in-stadium sponsors and advertisers, as well as royalties and licensing, has dropped 40% since 2014. That is insane. So the question is, can Barry Odom keep his job without inciting a little more enthusiasm from his football program? I'm curious whether or not he'll be able to do it, right? Because it wins and losses in the grand scheme of things, in, in the business of whatever, uh, wins and losses don't really matter that much. Missouri's had a pretty good football team the last two years, especially at the end of the season, two seasons ago. And then last year, eight and four, they were, as far as power rankings go, they were a top 15 team. You know, two of the losses were to Alabama and Georgia, a last second defeat to a 10 win Kentucky team. You know, they, they whipped Florida at Florida. That was a good football team with a senior quarterback, with some good home games. And. They could only get an average of 24,000 people through the gate. That's not good. But if you look at what has happened since 2015, right, the player strike was in 2015, and that was over racism on campus, et cetera. All of it was completely ridiculous. But since that player strike, 
the football coach, longtime football coach Gary Pinkle, retired after that season. The president and the chancellor resigned due to pressure from those protests. In 2016, freshman enrollment dropped nearly 25%. It went from 6,200 down to 4,700. That's 1,500 students. And now you've got this where the football attendance, which was never really a problem in the Big 12, now is rearing its ugly head, right? People are not supporting this program, even though it is now in the SEC. You've got great games. You may not have traditional rivalries. But, I mean, they had 20,000 people in the stands for the Arkansas game. And, yes, it rained, and, yes, all this, but this is supposed to be an SEC program. I'm curious whether or not Barry Odom will be able to keep his job if he cannot get more butts in seats. That's that's a major league issue. Those numbers were insanely alarming. Uh, curious what will happen there this season if they go 8-4 and four again, but they can't get anybody to come out to the games. Uh, next up, Deontay Wilder. Look, now that the Tyson Fury fight is off the table, the Bronze Bomber announced he will be fighting WBC mandatory challenger Dominic Trouble Brazil on Saturday, May 18th at Barclays Center on Showtime. Look, I cannot wait for this. If you've watched this show before, you understand how big of a fan I am of Deontay Wilder. He has got the most dangerous right hand in boxing. He's a lot of fun. He is a personality. He is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I cannot watch or cannot wait to watch this fight. Brazil, 20 and 1. He's got 18 knockouts. The only fight that he lost was in London to Anthony Joshua. He lost a seventh round TKO. I'm curious if he is able to stand up to Wilder. And I you gotta wonder where Wilder's head is in this, right? This is a mandatory challenger, somebody that I don't think Wilder really wants to fight. He wanted to fight Fury, he wants to fight Joshua. This is a, a mandatory fight from the WBC in order for him to keep his heavyweight belt. Is he going to be fired up enough for this? I don't know. And that's what makes it even more intriguing because I think that Wilder is, is the best boxer in the game. No, not stylistically, not, um, not schematically. His strategies are, are whatever. He's not the best pure boxer, right? But he is the most powerful boxer and the most fun to watch because you never know when that that hook is going to come in and clean somebody out. It happens every fight. He's got 39 knockouts in 41 fights. He's never lost. That's, I mean, it is what it is. We got somebody jumping in. Love y'all's show. Don't agree with y'all's picks a lot of time, but that's okay. Hey, I understand. I completely understand. I'm hitting over 54% in college basketball. Uh, we both hit over 50% in college football. Y- you might want to agree with Chris's picks in the NFL, though. He hit about 62% this year. Not too shabby. In bowl games, I was over 60% uh, against the spread. That's that's the way it goes. But I got more college basketball picks for tonight. We'll see what happens. Uh, next topic up, ESPN leaking the women's college basketball bracket. Are you kidding me? I'm surprised that this doesn't happen more often. The women's college basketball bracket was supposed to come out Sunday night, or maybe it was Monday, either way. It was supposed to come out that evening at 7 o'clock. And and this was Monday. 
by the way, today's Tuesday. It was Monday night. It was supposed to come out at 7 p.m., and the, the graphics for the bracket were released on ESPNU just middle of the day, like 4 o'clock, way before. So, of course, it starts spreading on Twitter, everything else. All of these people that are, that are bubble teams, et cetera, that don't know if they're going to get in, they all have to find out through social media. They got friends calling them, telling them what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And ESPN, of course, came out and apologized, said that they were, uh, they were looking into the matter, they were going to make sure that it never happens again, et cetera. Look, you got that information early, you got the graphics prepared, and somebody sent it out too early. I am shocked that this does not happen more often, whether it's with the NCAA selection stuff, the college football playoff, etc. The the only way to keep stuff locked down is to not give it to them until right at the time that they are supposed to get. Like, and that's basically what's going to end up happening eventually is the NCAA and the college football playoff committee and whoever else, right? They will, it, especially for something where a decision is made and it's basically opinion-based, they are going to hold on to it, and they will announce it as opposed to getting analysts to announce it or whatever, right? They're not going to send it out through fax or email or whatever to ESPN, Fox, CBS, whoever, right? And I think that this is the beginning of that. So we, we may see something different happen with that next year. Uh, even though these companies pay for the right to be able to do that, they still, I mean, when you screw up like this, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. All right, let's move into our college basketball picks for the evening. I got five games, well, five picks with four games. Uh, let's start off with this one. I'm going over 149 in Fairleigh Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. Both of these teams can score. They both regularly score in the 80s and 90s. Uh, I'm going to go over 149 on this one. Uh, I think they are going to, especially the way that Prairie View plays, Prairie View, number two in the country in turnover percentage on defense. Got a lot of seniors. They'll be able to play. They'll be ready for this one. Hofstra, I'm going with Hofstra plus 10 at NC State. I don't think NC State wants to be in this tournament. I don't think they give a crap about being here. Uh, and NC State, at times, has completely disappeared. So we're going with Hofstra plus 10 tonight. Uh, I'm taking South Dakota State plus 8.5 against Texas. Yes, it is at Texas. I understand Texas played a really tough schedule. I got that. But Mike Dom, senior season, This it, South Dakota State is really difficult to prepare for. Texas losing Jackson Hickson, that's a big deal. I'm going to go South Dakota State plus the 8.5 here. I think they keep this one really close. Uh, in that Prairie View A&M game, I'm taking Prairie View A&M plus 3 in this one. Uh, I think they're the better team. They opened up this season 1-11 and 11 and have won 22 of their last 23 games. They play at a super fast pace. They're going to turn over Fairleigh Dickinson a lot. Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson not good at, at keeping on uh, keeping uh, the ball secure. I'm going with Prairie View A&M plus 3 tonight. I think they are the better team. I think they're probably going to win that game. Might sprinkle some on the money line on that one. Uh, and then next up, Temple. I'm going Temple plus four against Belmont. So I, I bought a point here because the line had gotten, or half a point, sorry, the line had gotten up to three and a half. 
I don't like staying on the hook there. I know I did with South Dakota State, but either way, Temple plus four. Uh, they are what is it seven and zero? I believe in in games like this, or sorry, eight and zero in uh, games against good shooting teams that make thirty seven percent of their attempts this season. So I am I'm all over Temple tonight. Too many people like Belmont. I think Belmont could win on like a shot at the buzzer or something like that, but I think this is going to be a really close game. Fran Dunphy is last season. The players don't want it to end in Dayton. They want to be able to play uh, against Maryland. I, I think that would be fantastic. Now, my bracket probably has Belmont. We'll talk about that tonight when Chris and I get together. We're going to do another live show this evening. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm pumped about it. I think, I think Temple plus four is the way to go here. As always, you can get the picks over on the website, winningcureseverything.com. Go up to the navigation bar. Click on Gambling Picks there. You've got everything you need to know right in that slot. Tomorrow, we will post our brackets on the website. Again, winningcureseverything.com. Every year, we do the Husbands and Wives Challenge. We're going to have a video with, uh, with my wife and her picks. Uh, we're going to talk about Chris's wife's picks. She won't be around for the, uh, the recording this evening. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a good time. March Madness is here. As always, make sure you come out March 21st, March 22nd, 10 a.m. We are broadcasting live from Samstown Casino Sportsbook in Tunica. It's inside the casino. Just go upstairs next to Roxy's Live. It's going to be a good time. We're hanging out all day. We're spending the night there on Thursday night. We are watching basketball from opening tip all the way until the last thing on Friday night. It's going to be a good time. Make sure you come out. We appreciate you guys for hanging out. We will see you again this evening. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.